Hey everyone, my name is Andrew, and welcome to The Avenue. In this podcast, I will be discussing everything from pop culture to my insane obsession with Disney. Each episode, we will have four discussion topics and one throwback topic from the past year's most iconic social media posts to get our memories going. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Before we get into our topics, I really just need to discuss the fact that I found jeans that fit me the perfect amount. So I'm not a small individual. Like, I am a relatively large, largely built man. Like, I'm relatively tall. Like, I am very broad-shouldered. Um, but the thing is, I have really wide hips. So it's really hard to find jeans that fit over my hips. So I was looking in Walmart, you know, because you have to shop on a budget. You need to find things that fit but also don't cost too much money so you don't go spending $45, $65 on American Eagle jeans just to realize that you spent $45, $65 on American Eagle jeans. Like, I'm not here to be breaking the budget on a pair of jeans. I need a bargain. And Walmart is cheap, durable, and they will last me forever. All of my work pants from Walmart. Is that okay to say? I don't know. I'm Spanish. That's how my grandma says it. Um... All my work jeans, Walmart, everything, Walmart, my work pants, my awesome pants. They have the best, like, loose fitting, you know, like the boyfriend jean kind of mom jean, like, loose fitting pants. Perfect. They fit me like a glove. Oh, God. Okay. Now let's get into our first topic before I keep going on about how I finally found jeans that fit. And I'm not, I'm not quite finished discussing how awesome it was to finally find pants that fit, but I'm not knocking on American Eagle jeans. American Eagle jeans are greatly made. They fit me awesome as well, but nothing fits me as well as the Wrangler Walmart jeans, $16.50. I could buy 12 pairs of Wrangler $16.50 jeans. And that will literally cost the price of one. That will cost the price of one American Eagle jean. Um, They're probably well worth the price. I have three or four pairs of American Eagle jeans that are the best. I wear one of them. But I'm not saying that they're not equally as well made. I told myself I wasn't going to go on a tangent about jeans. And I knew I was going to go on a tangent. But I guess I just went through it anyway. But whatever. Let's get into our first topic of today's episode. And as I'm recording this right now, it's, I think, two weeks post Lisa Vanderpump telling everyone that she's leaving the Beverly Hills Housewives. Um, Well, let's talk about this. She was there from the get-go. So she was one of the OG Beverly Hills Housewives. She obviously came in having an empire with all of her restaurants and stuff and having a copious amount of money because of these well-known restaurants. One of my favorite things about her, though, is when is that her house is literally a petting zoo. You, like, walk into her front door and there's, like, swans. There's horses. She has, like, 36 geese. I don't know, but that's besides the point. Um, I feel like it's definitely going to be weird without her because she was there from the beginning but i need to definitely figure out what happened to her because i've seen on twitter how much of the scorching hot tea has been being spilt over this but there's been no definite answers on why she did leave maybe there has been but i just 
haven't dug deep enough to figure out what happened but um besides that i think this branch of the fan this branch of the franchise will work with regardless of her being there or not because there's such big personalities and at beverly hills um dorit dorit is a great (laughs) i don't want to say influence is a great character she's very interesting with her accent even though she's from connecticut but you know whatever um personally me as a human being i feel like i'm a mix of two of these women on this housewife franchise erica jane because you know she's the pretty mess that's her name um and lisa rinna with i don't know everything about them just embodies me as a human being and i hope i could be half as an amazing human being as they both are but i mean i don't know there's just something about them i wanted to see erica jane on tour because she was coming to new jersey but i was too late to find the tickets but hopefully she's gonna come back again and i could see her she's going to new york and i was thinking like maybe since she'll be in new york she'll like have some of the people from beverly hills there or even maybe people from new york but I definitely want to figure out a way to somehow snake my way into meeting her. And Lisa Renna's just literally my everything. From soap star to real housewife star. And there was this one episode of Beverly Hills. Obviously, I couldn't care less if Lisa Vanderpump was going to be on the show. Because she has a check coming in regardless from Bravo. Because she has Vanderpump Rules, which takes place in her restaurant some of the times i don't even know half the times they're not even working and also her name is the title so regardless she's gonna have a paycheck coming through and there was this one episode of beverly hills that me and my brother were watching and dorit was going off because she was she did not get served her cocktail in the correct class and she went off and my brother was like that's definitely gonna be me and from this day forward i only call my brother dorit i can only call him dorit I changed his name on my phone to Dorit because I don't know. It's he's just he's literally just Dorit. He's literally just Dorit because she was going off about how oh we can't have wine, we can't have champagne in a wine glass. We have to have it in a flute or something about how like we can't have wine in a champagne flute. And then PK was just like, why does it matter? And she's like, it matters. She went off. It was the best. But this is definitely one of my favorite branches of the Housewife franchise because it's just so diverse in the characters that are on it. I say characters, but they're real people. I just feel like they're characters in my head because I've never met them in real life. But I feel like if you were a part of this, they would be real people like the children. Um, But I don't know. It's just such a good group and mix of women in this show. And do you remember when Yolanda was on it? And it was like when Gigi and Bella were nothing. Like they weren't famous at all. And Yolanda took Gigi to New York to like find her first apartment. Or like she was going to college or something. And like she got her an apartment in the city. And like decorated it and everything like that. And I was just like, oh no. She went, I wish, money. Oh my god, also this is coming. This I'm recording this I think like a week after that thing the news came up with um muhammad hadid i think that's his name muhammad muhammad hadid and like that random model drama came out when she's like i've been having an affair with muhammad hadid for like six months or whatever and like everyone's like she's just thirsting for fame she wants to be on the runway but she can't because she's not talented or whatever 
Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to go on and on and on and on and on about how much Beverly Hills is my favorite, but I mean, New Jersey has a special place in my heart, but Beverly Hills is a close, close, close second for sure. Okay guys. So for today's throwback topic, we're going to talk about my favorite old, not old, older movies, I guess. So I was scrolling through Netflix because what else is there to do? And I stumbled across some movies that I remember from when I was, you know, pre-teen, teen, early teen Andrew. And I stumbled across Cheetah Girls, which was not pre-teen. This was definitely like when I was a child, I was jamming to the Cheetah Girls. And I saw Adrienne Bailon, who was literally my everything. And she was the first Latin person I saw singing on TV on something that I watched at least I mean my parents always watched Telemundo and stuff like that and I always saw people singing on that but like I was watching Disney Channel and I saw someone that also liked to sing just like I did and I just identified with her and now she's married on the reel which I watch as much as I possibly can because I just love her the Cheetah Girls were my favorite movie growing up. Raven Simone, even though she wasn't in the last one, you know, I'm a bit salty. The last one wasn't, you know, the best, but it wasn't the worst. Oh, I'm kidding. That was pretty bad. <laughs> I don't know who I'm kidding. The last one was, like, not as good as the first two, but, I mean, it was, I watched it. I support them regardless, and they don't talk to each other, like, at all. I mean, I don't even know where the other two are. I obviously only follow Raven and Adrian Bailon. I don't know where. I heard, I know one of them just got married recently. Maybe like within this month. It's November right now. Within this month or last month, they just got married. Um, the blonde one, Sabrina, Sabrina Bryan. And I don't know what, what Keely Williams is doing. I saw this one music video of her on a street corner. It went, it, I don't even know what happened. It just got crazy. I was very confused on what was going on, but I digress. My second movie that was one of my favorites from when it came out was Nancy Drew with Emma 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 Watson. Oh my God, it was Emma Watson. Emma Watson was Nancy Drew. I don't know. It was something about that movie that also just made me want to be a, a, a sleuth. I don't know. Um, I darkly remember me running around my brother's track meets with uh my old Game Boy Advance like pack that ha- that's supposed to hold like the games the Game Boy the- itself and like stuff like that that goes along with the game and I had it filled with like I had it filled with snacks I had it filled with pens I had it filled with a can like a portable disposable camera I had it filled with a notepad and I was running around by myself be in mind I was alone at my brother's track meet I was like maybe 10 or 11 maybe like 11, 12, running around my brother's track meet with this sleuth kit. I called it a sleuth kit because in the movie, she also called it a sleuth kit. And I was like, if Nancy could do it, so could I. And everyone's like, why don't you watch, why haven't you read like the Hardy Boys or like watch stuff about the Hardy Boys? And I was like, Hardy who? I don't care about the Hardy Boys. I'm a, I only stand Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew till I die. I'll bring her to the grave with me. She was the it. She was the it girl sleuth. 
Like, everyone wanted to be Nancy Drew. She moved to this new house. She wanted to find out this secret sleuth mission of her new mansion, Cordelia Draycott. And there was a bunch of booby traps when she first moved in. I could literally name you everything that happened in that movie from the beginning to when that movie ended. I don't want to give you any spoilers, but it's just such a good movie. It's on Netflix. You need to watch it. It's my most watched thing on Netflix to this day. I think I've watched it maybe 16, 17 times. Um, I don't know. I'm obsessed with it. And also, I was scrolling through. This is the third movie. I was scrolling through Netflix, and I found Julie and Julia. Um, oh, my gosh. I don't even know if I remember much of this movie. I watched it. I used to be obsessed with this movie. I used to watch it all the time. It was always on HBO. Um, but it's with... It's with... Ju it's about Julia Child and this other girl. And Meryl Streep is in it. Amy Adams... It's so good. They won awards. They won the Globe and Glo Gold. Globe and Gold. They won a Golden Globe when it first came out. Meryl Streep won Best Actress. Oh my God, she was amazing. This movie was so good. Um, it's about Julia Child and this girl. Well, this woman that started to write a blog about to detail everything that like she did from each like she did each recipe each day I think or something along those lines and she documented it. And she was just loved to cook. And she thought it was like such a great idea. It's so good. And then she always went on, on these this Cobb salad lunches with her three girlfriends every week. And they always got a Cobb salad. Hold the onion. Hold the eggs. Hold the beet. And they all had like serious jobs and stuff like Not like serious jobs. Her job was serious too. But they all had like higher paying jobs compared to her. And at the time in the beginning of the movie, she was just like working at a place in the city new york city that was trying to like rebuild this was it took place right after 9-11 so they were like trying to rebuild the memorial make their memorial and everyone was like not into the memorial they didn't want it to be built stuff like that not they didn't want it to be built they had like grievances about it because like a bunch of their loved a bunch of people's loved ones died there and they wanted it to be done tastefully i guess and um she just had to deal with those phone calls. And I was like, if I had to deal with those phone calls every day, I'd be super sad too. She went home crying like 99% of the time. I was like, I don't think I could deal with that either. But that's another one of my favorite movies. I keep going off on tangents about these movies, but I don't know. There was just also good. Oh my gosh, I have to talk about it. At the moment, I am wearing a crew neck that you can't see, but I am wearing a crew neck from my favorite clothing thing, not clothing thing, <laughs> clothing shop on Instagram called Oh My Supply Company. Well, it's Oh My Supply Co. Um, and it's run by two amazing women, girl power, Allie and Lindsay. Um, I went to high school with Allie and Lindsay is such an amazing person as well. Um, I did a photo shoot with them in New York a few weeks ago and this was one of my favorite pieces that I got to wear. It's a crew neck that says Team Peter Kavinsky. And so now I'm going to go off about this movie to all the boys I loved before. I am this poor child girl. I am her. What even is her name? She was just, this movie was so cute. I was obsessed with it. Um, Lana, I think her name was. I think her name was Lana. It was just so good. I watched it like four times when it first came out and then like I didn't watch it for like ever and then I just recently watched it again after I did the photo shoot because I took pictures in this shirt and I was like oh god I have to understand what's going on in this movie again because it's been so 
long since I watched it before. And not since I watched it before, since I watched it. And I was like, my dog is snoring in the background. I don't know if any of you could hear that right now. But her name is Lana or Lana. And she writes these four letters to four guys that she had a crush on. And one of them's her boy, not her boyfriend. One of them is her sister's boyfriend. One of her, one of them's like a random guy that she met at camp, stuff like that. And one of them is to this beautiful guy. And the fourth letter is to this guy named Peter Kavinsky, who is played by Noah Centineo. He is a flawless human being, and I thrive off of everything he does ever. Literally, he could do anything, and I'd support him wholeheartedly. But whatever, she writes a letter to him. He has a girlfriend at the time, so he's like, oh no, I can't. Whatever, whatever, whatever. It's this whole thing. You really just need to watch it. It's so good. Um... Oh my god, please watch this movie, literally. So that throwback topic turned into me just gushing about Noah Centineo, which usually happens when I start talking about literally anything, anywhere, ever. Literally. (laughs) But the third topic I'm going to talk about at this moment is currently Tuesday, November 20th, as I'm recording this right now. And the Victoria's Secret fashion show was filmed, I think, two weeks ago in the city. And there is a lot of controversy surrounding the Victoria's Secret fashion show because of its inclusivity with varying sizes because, I mean, the girls that are on the runway, regardless of how gorgeous they are, because they are beautiful. There's other girls that are equally as beautiful that have, I hate to say it, I mean, average bodies. I don't know. That's not the right way to say it. Normal bodies because I just don't think that it's right for them to have only size four to like size zero on this runway. But there's a lot of controversy surrounding that as well because Victoria's Secret's chief marketing officer, Ed Razik, made some very distasteful remarks about the disinclusion or inclusion of trans and plus-sized women in the show. My thing is, every woman is beautiful regardless of anything, literally. That's just common knowledge to me. I mean, I was raised accepting everyone for who they are regardless of if they're a size zero or if they're a size... 200. I don't know. I'll be friends with anyone. I don't have any issues. I think everyone's beautiful in their own way. I mean, you could be so gorgeous on the outside, but have the worst personality. I think I'm the opposite. I'm like, I look like a toe, but I'm also a very nice person. Once I start talking to you, I'll end up being your best friend. But back to the point, he just had no regard for anyone. Like how I don't understand how you think that that would be okay to say. And he referred to trans women as transsexuals, which are is not the right term to be talking about this at all. And it still it still baffles me that people like Ashley Graham haven't been an angel because Ashley Graham stands for everything about body positivity and stuff like that. And I feel like that's what they're trying to push with the Victoria's Secret fashion show about like every woman could be an angel or like stuff like that. And I don't, I, where, where could every woman be an angel? Because I think Rummy Street is gorgeous and I think her voice is amazing, like talking wise, but who, who looks like that? She works out like 30 times a day, 30 times a minute. I don't know. This All of these angels work out so often. And you know what? I, I don't like to work out, but does that mean I want to be a Victoria's Secret angel? No. But you know, Ashley Graham works out. I see on her Instagram that she's always working out. But you know, some people like the way they look. And why does that negate the fact that they can't be an angel? 
Let me be an angel. Give me some wings. I'll start walking on that runway. Ed Razik. Open up to all agendas. My ass will be stomping around in some heels. 16-inch heels platforms. Walking around to Lady Gaga singing a million reasons. Down the stage. Down the runway. In some 10-foot long wings. And Lord knows I'll hold it better than all of those 2-pound twigs that you have on that runway. But I still think they're gorgeous. They're amazing. I love them all. But I think they need to start getting some inclusion in that show but or else it's just going to be nothing if they don't start putting plus size or trans women in this show it's just the show's going to be null and void like no one's going to watch it it's just going to be men masturbating to the fact that they see half naked women walking around on national television and that's so disgusting for me to think about because i watch the show just because i think oh my god you're gorgeous and i want to see you walk on this stage, stomping, stomping down the runway. You have to strut like you mean it to Lady Gaga singing a million reasons. Oh my God, and Rita Ora. Rita Ora singing, I don't know, you love song? I don't know, but I just love to watch it. I think it's a great spectacle to watch. It makes me thrive over these gorgeous women. I don't understand why they can't include everyone because everyone is beautiful in their own way and i'd hate saying that because it sounds so taggy but i mean i was raised like that like i don't know people are very ex oh so oh i just got a text message hey angela but yeah that's all i'm gonna say about that so <laughs> i didn't want to go in too hard about victoria's secret because regardless of what they stand for i still think that everyone that did walk in the show was gorgeous and everything but I don't know. I just don't want to get too deep into all of that drama that's surrounding all of that right now. So the third topic is an interesting one, and that's for sure. I was scrolling on Instagram, and I passed, passed Kimchi, the drag queen's Instagram story. And it was like some guy dancing to this random K-pop song. And I was listening to it. It's called Levion Rose. And I was like, wow, that's a really good song. I really want to listen to it like right now. And so obviously I like searched the song. I was like being a little sleuth, you know, that meme where like this person's like breathes. Oh, you were born, blah, blah, blah. I don't know even know if that's a meme. I just made that up. But, like, I could find anything in, like, three seconds on Instagram or Twitter or anything like that. I am a super sleuth. Thank you, Nancy Drew, for teaching me that. Um, so I was really deep in a YouTube hole, like, every other night, basically. And I stumbled across their music video for this. Because I saw it on Kimchi's Snapchat Instagram story. And then I couldn't find it. But then I was like, because, you know, everyone... The government watches everything. So I guess the government knew I was trying to find this, this song. So they, st I stumbled across it on my YouTube. And some backstory. My freshman year of high school, I was very obsessed with the K-pop groups, The Wonder Girls and Girls' Generation. Both of them girl groups. And they were so good. I was obsessed. I wanted to see them in concert. Like My parents like, you don't even know what they're saying. And it's true. I had no idea what they were saying at all regardless they could have literally been saying curse words and i would have been like yes my 14 year old self knows every word in this korean song was i pronouncing it correct no did i know what they were saying no was i living a fantasy of being a korean superstar yes so i found the group it's called ease iz one i don't know how to pronounce it i is one is one um but this group 
has 12 different girls. 12. I, I, you did not hear wrong. There was 12 girls in this group. I'm like, some groups can't even work with three, let alone 12. They have a song. Yeah, the song is called Livy on Rose. And I think there's a French song named La Vie en Rose. And I'm assuming it has a reference in the song. But I don't know any of the words in English. So I don't know if it has any correlation to the fact that it was an old French song. But I don't know. It's so good. They dance so intensely. My inner stage mom is like being released hardcore watching these music videos. I'm like, punch your toe. Yes. Woo. Get it. I was like going in. But then I did some more research and I was like, they were all formed on this reality show called Produce 48 on Mnet, which is a TV channel. And it's like, I don't know. I stumbled. I was really deep in this YouTube hole. Like I was really, really, really deep in this YouTube hole. And I was like, I need to find out more about this random K-pop group. So I did. And I watched hours of performance videos like hours of like how they got formed stuff like that did i understand anything unless there was subtitles no i would have been very confused about literally everything i was reading but that's besides the point um i don't know it's so good you literally need to listen to it you won't understand anything i don't know if any of you will actually listen to it because you won't understand anything but just try it out just listen to the first i don't know watch the music video definitely watch the music video and just watch how like in sync they dance because i mean i danced barely but like i mean i could hold it i could keep a beat and dance a little bit but like these girls are like machines and they're like 16. I don't know. I think one of them was born in like 2002. How old are you if you are born in 2002? I don't even know. Math isn't obviously not something that I care about that much. But if, if one of them is in 2002, all of them are probably around 2002 too. Like what? I don't know. I was born in 97 and I think I'm old, let alone my brother who's turning 25 this year. Oh my God, guys. That's all the stories for today's episode. I feel like that went by so quick. And just so you keep rambling, though, I don't know, this episode is definitely a lot longer than the first episode, because I just keep rambling. I'm getting really more comfortable, a lot more comfortable talking into this mic alone in my bedroom. Um, maybe I'll have a guest soon, hopefully. I'm trying to book, not book some people, like I'm a big, big podcaster now that I have to fit people into my calendar. I don't know, I'm just asking people if they want to be on my podcast. I have some, I have a lot of things that I want to talk about, and I feel like having other, and I feel like having other opinions would make all the difference in the discussion topics that I have coming up um but yeah guys that's it don't forget to take everything with a grain of salt and never forget to turn down the avenue